Welcome to Naismith Drive. We hope you enjoy our KU basketball content. Uh, this is Naismith Drive. Uh, I'm Dylan, and this is Matthew. Uh, Joey is our other guy, but he is in Florida right now, so the first episode is going to be me and Matt. Uh, now, what should we uh, get started with first? Um, I should. I I would say we should probably just talk about just in like an instant reaction to to the way the regions ended up and and talk about KU's draw. So I love KU's draw. I think – I don't think you get a better draw. I mean, maybe as our five seed, we got Houston instead of Iowa, but I mean, you can't have everything. Yeah, so, I mean, my, my first reaction was um, just like as we were watching the, the, the first couple of regions unfold, I think it was the West and the South. And, <laughs> dude, I – because we didn't, we, we've been talking for weeks about teams that we don't want. And I think mm-hmm. Purdue and Kentucky were definitely top of the list of teams that we don't want to see. And so when, the first two, well. uh, so when the first two got announced, we were definitely like, oh my God, Purdue and Kentucky haven't been called yet. Like mm-hmm. we're definitely getting them in the Midwest. And it's just going to be a, a dogfight to get out of there. And then um, <laughs> after seeing, Auburn as our two, I think that's the two that every KU fan probably wanted. And mm-hmm. then Wisconsin as our three, they're not very good. And then Providence as the four, I think they're pretty we'll uh, fraudulent. So I think KU got yeah. blessed. And if we can beat Iowa, I think we've got a cakewalk to the Final Four. So I remember thinking, so in my, my opinion, Auburn was the worst one. See, I thought Auburn was going to get put in the West with Gonzaga. I thought it was a done deal. So then when I saw Duke get put in there, I thought 100% Duke was going to the Midwest. Like, in my mind, I saw nothing else. And I was like, like, Duke's in the Midwest. And then I was like, unless if Kentucky's the fourth one in the East, we're getting Kentucky. Especially when I saw uh, how it fell with Nova not being in the East as a two, which I thought was a guarantee. Nova got, gets put in the South. And so then I'm, I'm thinking, let's see what we got. And then no Purdue, no Wisconsin. We get, or no Purdue in uh, Kentucky. Auburn flips. I, I was going crazy. I was going crazy when I saw that. Yeah, and it was definitely huge not to see Villanova and Tennessee mm-hmm. in our brackets either because Nova's given us plenty of problems in the tournament in the past. And then Tennessee is just hot. a huge matchup problem with KU. I just mm-hmm. like their their size and athleticism. KU doesn't possess stuff like that. So I think avoiding Tennessee until at least the Final Four, if we even see them, is huge. And then also avoiding Illinois because – Oh, Kofi yeah. certainly give us problems. So we definitely got bailed out in, in this one. Yeah, I think for me going in, I kind of had an idea of what the seeds were going to be. I knew I, I knew 100% we were one seed. There was no way we weren't getting it. Uh, so yeah. when I was looking, I was like, two seed, Kentucky, that's not who I want. And then I had a good idea Purdue was going to be on the three line unless they had beaten Iowa in the Big Ten Championship to get the two line. Didn't want them. Um, I didn't want – Illinois as well. And then other than that, the only other team I did not want to see as an 8-9 was Murray State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Murray, yeah, Murray State, State definitely. Yeah, Murray State 100% scared me as an 8. Um, so I'm happy that they got a 7 and they didn't even put them in our region. Another 8-9 that I didn't want to see was Memphis. Um, mm-hmm. Their size, I think, would definitely give us tons of issues. So I'm glad that we Murray didn't see State them. It would be tough to match up with. Yeah, 100%. So, so getting San Diego State and Creighton, that's huge. San Diego State is miserable offensively. They're a great defensive team, but 
I think if KU can put up 70 on San Diego State, it, it, it won't be a game. And and if we get Creighton, they looked horrible against Nova and their point guard, Ryan Nemhard's going to be out for the season. So I don't see them giving us problems either. So, I mean, I think the first weekend hopefully is a no sweat for the Hawks. Well, and everyone talks about how San Diego State, you know, could be that eight over one because of their defense, but people forget we played Texas Tech three times this year. Texas Tech is better than them defensively, and they have dudes who can score the rock as well. Yeah. And no, San Diego State does not have a single guy that can do anything like that are like guys on Texas Tech. They don't have a score like Texas Tech does. They've got – yeah, they, I mean, they've got Matt Bradley, who's literally been in college for 12 years, and, and he can mm-hmm. score the rock. And But, I mean, he's going to get his – 15, 20, but yet no, they've got nobody else on their team that can really shoot it. So I'm not worried about San Diego State. And I think if there is an eight over one, it's probably Carolina over Baylor. Yeah, so I think Baylor probably the weakest one seed. In, in the so I'm going to go back. I'm going to get to that. Uh, also, back to San Diego State real quick. They don't have Bryson Williams like Baylor does, and Baylor's there defensively. Yeah. So that's that's going to be why I'm not scared of San Diego State. But UNC over Baylor – I mean, you're going to get an eight over one in every March Madness. Like, it's just going to happen. And UNC over Baylor is just so – it's just the most likely one. UNC is a talented team. Brady Manick, Baylor is familiar with. I think you, every KU fan knows who he is. And then Baylor's just so banged up. Very they banged don't yeah. They don't have a March Madness run, in my opinion. They don't yeah, have no. that depth that they had. No, no, without without Cryer being 100% healthy and Chamba Chachua mm-hmm. uh, being able to run out there because Flo Tamba is just terrible. So He's awful. And, and Armando Baycott is one of the best offensive rebounders in the country. I can definitely see Carolina giving Baylor problems. Won't be surprised if Baylor's run ends in the first weekend. And Brady Manick looks like a dude who'd go off in March. Oh, <laughs> white guy. Larry, 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 Larry Bird, Bird looks like. Yeah, I mean, and the thing about Baylor is, is so if Baylor was healthy, Baylor's a national contender, no, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But with all the injuries, they they just aren't that good. And then you have Matt Maurer, Matt Meyer, am I saying it right, Matt Meyer? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's not just Meyer. yeah, he's he's not that good this year, partially because he has no like people are keying in on him. He. He has no one else to take the load off of him. He's not getting those open looks. I just don't see them beating UNC. I think UNC has shown flashes. You know, they handled Duke and Cameron by double digit in probably the biggest game at that stadium or arena. Yeah. No, I love the Tar Heels to advance pretty far in this tournament. I think they, they got a great draw. And I'm just glad that they're not our eight seed either because I would be we'd be sweating out a second round game with the oh, Heels yeah. for sure. I think I think I have UNC falling to UCLA. I like UCLA. I'm pretty high on UCLA than a lot of others are. But that's just because I watched them give Arizona a game. And Arizona, to me, is one of, if not the best team in the country. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. I think. Um, should we just start breaking down some regions now or each region? Yeah, we can do that. Start giving out some picks and stuff. Yeah. Who who we seen as a Cinderella pick? Um. All right. Well, uh, my Cinderella. I've been. I've been talking about him all year. It's yep. it's Virginia Tech. I, I just it, coming into this season. Um. I knew Virginia Tech's bringing back Kev Luma and Justin Much, who to me is the best front court duo in the country. I know yeah. Chet and 
injured Timmy are up there. I just love the way Aluma and Mutz play together. And then you bring back Naheem Aleen and Hunter Couture, who are just two snipers on the wing. And then bringing in Storm Murphy from from Wofford. I mean, they are just so talented. And they they started the year horrible. I think they were 10-10 at one point, and they started ACC play like 0-4. And I was like, oh, my God, these guys are miserable. And then they might have been two and seven at one point, too. Yeah. I mean, they just started awful. And now then they get to March and they finally start playing like the team that they can be. And I think they got a great draw with Texas in the first round to help carry that momentum from the ACC tournament where they blasted North Carolina and Duke back to back. So I think Virginia Tech can go on and beat Purdue. And if they see Kentucky, they can beat them. And then they, I, I, I'm putting them in the final four. I think the Hogies can make the run with the way that they shoot. And mm-hmm. just, I think they're the hottest team in the tournament right now. So my yeah, sleepers. And they can, they can shoot the rock too. Like don't yeah. like those teams in March, who can just be like automatic from three is who you don't want to face. That's, that's who you don't want to face a team that gets hot like that. And Virginia Tech is, is hot. So why? Yeah. Um, I have Virginia Tech losing to Purdue, but I'm, I'm very iffy about that thing. I think I've gone back and forth about that like a hundred times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing about Tech is like they're getting a Purdue team who's not playing good basketball right now down the stretch. I, I mean, he's been good, but Edie mm-hmm. hasn't been playing well. Stefanovic hasn't been shooting it that well, and they have not been playing well on, on defense. So the Hokies could very easily light them up and move past. And then it, they'll have a tough one with Kentucky if they end up getting there. Um, yeah. But I mean, if they get if they get past Kentucky, then I think they're going to the Final Four for sure. And and you got to look at the that Purdue matchup as Purdue's one of the worst defensive teams in the country. I think they might be the worst Power Five defensive team. I'm not for sure, but just off the eye test, they they are. And you're playing a team with Virginia who can score at will. Like that's just a terrible matchup. You know, you're not. It's not like KU SDSU where if SDSU can clamp us, you know, it could give us it could be a problem. No, Virginia Tech is going to get whatever they want at will. If they can get a few stops, game's over. Yeah, and, and the best part about them is what they can do with Purdue is Keve Luma plays – he can play on the three-point line, and he can shoot it, yeah. and he can, he can take it to the rim from the three-point line. And Zach Eady, he's a parking cone on defense. So oh, He's awful on defense. Yeah, I mean, I think Luma's going to be able to exploit that matchup all game. So – I, I wouldn't be surprised if they can do this. I remember uh, Isaac Hoff a couple of years ago for Purdue, 7-2, seven, 7-3, seven, him and Caleb Swanigan. You know, you're thinking – I remember – I was at that game, Sweet 16 game in Kansas City. Um, I'm thinking, like, this this could either go really well for KU or really bad because how big they are. And Swanigan and Haas were just too slow to keep up with KU. Yeah. I think – and that, that could be the same thing this year with, with uh, Zach Eady. Um against Virginia Tech, like, it, he's not going to be able to keep up on them. If Virginia Tech can just neutralize him on defense, the game's over. You know, Jaden Ivey's going to get his. He's a top-five prospect in the league for a reason. But if you can get him, you know, 80 off his game, it, it's over. And Tech will win that game. Yeah, 100%. I just – I think overall, I, I mean, the East on paper, you've got – yeah, you've got huge names like Kentucky, Purdue, and Baylor. But those three teams aren't playing good basketball right now. So I think if there's going to be a Cinderella run in this tournament, it's going to come out of the East region. And it even could be in North Carolina or in Indiana. I just think that region screams like – You have San Francisco and Murray State too. Yeah. Yeah, that, that game's going to be incredible. I'm looking forward to that one. Um, I mean, wouldn't be surprised if the Dons pull that one out. I think 
everyone is going to be on Murray State to win that game. And I'm, I think, on, I'm on Murray State, pretty high on Murray State. And I think, yeah, and I think the public's going to be all over Murray State too. So I would not be surprised if, if San Francisco wins that game. Um, yeah, the, the East, it's just, it just screams double-digit seed coming out of there. Yeah. Well, and then, in my opinion, when you, when you think of Cinderella teams, you don't – you picture really fast guards you can shoot the rock. Like, that's what we're accustomed to. Murray State is not like that. Murray State has guys who can bully you in the paint. And, you know, I think Murray State wins. Murray State – I mean, Toshibwe is the best player in the country right now. But if there's any seven seed that Kentucky didn't want to see, it was Murray State. I mean, Murray State isn't going to get bullied like a typical – Seven seed, ten seed. Murray State can hang with them. Murray State can score. Murray State can defend. Kentucky's not. Kentucky's run to the Sweet Sixteen is gonna be very difficult. And even you got the Dons who who faced Drew Timmy and um uh um Chet all week. You know they got Chet all season as well. So they're not gonna fold to to Sheboy. They've seen those big. You know in the WCC and St. Mary's. You know St. Mary's is a team that can play physical. So Kentucky's getting two teams that are ready for a fight in the paint. And one of those teams could easily make the lead eight. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm looking really looking forward to seeing Tevin Brown and, and KJ Williams against Jamari Bouye and Kloster Baz. That game's going to be unbelievable. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, if Murray State wins that game, KJ Williams can hang with Oscar Sheboy. Oh, yeah. and, and Tevin Brown is going to give whoever the hell's guarding him. And, and you get, you know, Kentucky with Ty Ty Washington and Spear Wheeler, who are buckets when they play. And there's a big if, if they're even going to be healthy. If they play, how healthy are they going to be? Are they going to be, you know, limited with injury? Because a healthy Kentucky team, in my opinion, is, is a Final Four team, is a national champion team, but they haven't been healthy all year is the problem. Yeah, yeah, I know. And, and, and um, they recently, they have not been shooting the ball. Well, at yeah. all, I think outside of Kellen Grady, I don't know who on their team I trust to make a three. Like Ty Ty can shoot a little bit severely. He's very streaky, but they're not. Yeah, they don't have the consistent shooting. I don't think to to win that many tournament games, and that's why I'm not taking Kentucky very far. And then, in my opinion, Severe Wheeler, like if I need Severe Wheeler to hit a three on me, I'm not scared. I'm not terribly scared. He he has the capability to do it, but he's not ice in his veins, you know. Right. Yeah. Like he's well, still getting that shot developed. I think we are in agreement that the East region is on paper, it looks tough, but, but with the way these teams are playing, it's not, it's not a very good region. And, and we won't be surprised yeah. if, if a lower seeded team is the one that ends up coming out of here. I think it's tough because of the lower seeded teams, you know, um, you got Carolina, another big name who, wait, that's not the East region. Well, Carolina's, Carolina's in the East. Yeah, they're in the Carolina East. Carolina's won yeah, like their last seven games. Yeah. UCLA, another team in the East that um, is good. Kentucky, good. Purdue, Jaden Ivey. But, I mean, it's nothing to guarantee. There's high seeds in the, in the East. Virginia Tech, Murray State, uh, the Dons. Those teams can make those runs. And it will not surprise me if it happens. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm taking Virginia Tech, and I've got a small future on a Virginia Tech Final Four run for plus 1,500. So I'm a big Hokie guy for, for the tournament. Um, who do you got coming out of the East? East? I, think, I think I do have Kentucky. I think if Kentucky can survive um, the uh, 
the Murray State, San Francisco, I think they'll be able to take on, take anybody else out. I do have Purdue beating Virginia Tech. Um, I've gone back and forth on that. Um, but I'll probably end up, before the games on Thursday, end up switching it to Tech over Purdue. Um, I just don't know. I think that Kentucky in a close game could beat Tech. But Tech, again, like, as an 11 seed, if you're in the East and you're 11 seed Virginia Tech, you have to be this. You have to be just be upset with it. Yeah. All right. So let's move on. West region here. The West region is pretty it's loaded. Good. It is um, good. Everyone's saying Gonzaga has a cakewalk. You do not know ball if you think Gonzaga has a cakewalk. Yeah. Hell no. Uh, Memphis. It, that's a team I didn't. I didn't want the Hawks to see at all in the second round. Uh, I'm so mm-hmm. glad that we avoided them. And they've been hot recently. Ever since they kicked, or the, I don't know if they kicked Imani Bates off the team, but they moved into the bench at least. And They've been playing a lot better ball without him. And if there's a front court in an eight nine seated team that can hang with Gonzaga, it's definitely Memphis. So and you have to look, Memphis is three and one versus the top twenty five this year with a BPI rank of twenty two. They can score the ball as well. Boise State though is is a great is a good team too. I think overall, I don't think they'll beat Memphis, but Boise State is a good eight seed. I was I won you know Boise State would have been KU's eight seed. I would have been a little concerned, but you know, that's that's a tough eight nine. If you're the number one overall seed, you got Memphis and Boise State as eight nine. You're confused on what benefit you just got. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Boise State's been playing good ball all season. Got- and that game's a coin flip, but I mean, Boise State can win that game, and they could give Gonzaga problems too. They they've got really good guards. They shoot it well, and their front court's solid. It's not as good as Memphis is, but it, it's solid. And the game is played in Portland, Oregon. Boise State. Does not. I mean, you could get fans in Portland, Oregon, if you're Boise State. Hundred. So I mean, that's yeah, a, so the, the Boise State Memphis sure. game is, is a home game for Boise, and then if Boise goes in advance, I mean, obviously Gonzaga is going to have more fans, but I mean, you're going to have that eight seed who's capable of traveling because it's not that far from you. Yeah, that, and then um, moving on to the five, twelve, and thirteen, four. UConn, New Mexico State's interesting. I think a lot of people do kind of like New Mexico State to win that game. I think UConn is just a matchup problem for them, and I think they're going to they're gonna blow them out. But And I feel like every year, everyone picks New Mexico State to do something. New Mexico State's in here every year. New Mexico State's supposed to be the Cinderella every year. More times, they're not. No, we, I mean, we've seen them push Auburn in the past. They they had that shot to win it in mm-hmm. 2018. I, they um, missed three free th- they, two of the three free throws to win the game. Yeah, but. I mean, so we, we've seen them be competitive with five, but – I just think this UConn team guards too well, and and um, they're the. I think I saw that they were the they're the sixth best rebounding team in the country. Like they're gonna get bored. They play they play solid defense. You know they're battle tested. They played in a good conference. They, I mean, in my opinion, they probably should have beat Novo. Um, I, think, I don't know yeah, how they blew that game, but um, they don't shoot the ball well. But that's that's something that you know if they can knock down shots, it's game over. You know, but. Yeah. I love UConn. I love UConn a little too much. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't watch a ton of New Mexico State this year. I know that they've got Teddy yeah, Allen, who's that transfer from Nebraska, who's pretty damn good. But UConn with with Sonogo inside, and then Andre Jackson, yeah. Tyrese Martin, they just rebound way too well. They're definitely going to win the rebound battle, and yep. they're they're like full court, um, just pressure defense, I guess, to slow you down is forces turnovers, and then their half court pressure is really good. I don't see them losing to New they're Mexico gonna, State. They're going to give New Mexico State problems. New Mexico State has not played a team like UConn. 
looking at New Mexico State's resume, their best win is, is, is Davidson probably, maybe Washington State, whoever you decide is better. Those aren't teams that move me. You know, UConn's played Nova and Auburn, Providence, Seton Hall, Michigan State, Creighton, Marquette, all tournament teams, and they've beaten those tournament teams, you know. So I, I don't I don't think – if you're going to pick any 12 over 5, that's not the one to pick. I think if any 5 seed is a lock to win, it would be UConn. 100% agree, and I think if there is going to be a 13-4 upset, um, no, it is not South Dakota State. I think it would be Vermont. I'm not – I don't want to pick Vermont to beat Arkansas because I, I just I, – I think Arkansas is too good, and I think in a close game, if it is close, I think J.D. Notes is just a straight killer, and, mm-hmm. and he'll pull through for him. But Vermont is a damn good team. I think a lot of people are going to pick the Catamounts to win that game. I personally don't see it. I think we get a UConn-Arkansas uh, second-round game. Um, but, yeah, people are going to be behind the Catamounts to win that game. Well, and you also – I mean, I'm pretty big on Arkansas. I think Arkansas is a really good team. Honestly, in my opinion, the winner of the UConn-Arkansas game goes to the Final Four, which it pains me that Vermont has to play Arkansas because Arkansas would beat any other four seed off the top of my head. You know, um, our, Vermont can play um, – can play anybody good. I mean, they're a damn good team. I would not want to see them. Uh, looking down, I don't think they actually – they would not beat Tennessee. But but Vermont can play ball. Um, they dominated UMBC in the Nash, in their conference title game. They're 13 seed for a reason because they're probably the best of these mid-major smaller schools. It's just too bad that they're playing Arkansas. Yeah, I mean, back to what you said about the winner of UConn-Arkansas going to the Final Four, I – that could definitely happen. I mean, Gonzaga's got a super tough road with with the front courts that they're going to see in this region. Even like they're going to they sh- they'll beat Georgia State, but Georgia State's got yeah. a center named Jalen Thomas who's insanely good. So mm-hmm. he'll he'll be fun to watch battle with Chet and Drew down low, and then you see Memphis with um, Jalen Duran, and then if you see yep. Arkansas, then they've got a battle with Jalen Williams, and if they see UConn, then they got to go against Sonogo. So. Gonzaga is going to have a tough road. Um, they definitely play through their forwards more than anything. And they definitely got screwed with, with the region that they got because there are some damn good front courts that they're going to have to see in the first three games. And the West is always a difficult region just because how many teams want to play West Coast? It's, so they just kind of put together these random teams, and these random teams turn out to be pretty damn good teams. You know, you got UConn and Arkansas in there, Tech. If Tech would give Gonzaga some issues. I mean, Tech's a physical team. I mean, I think everyone listening has watched Texas Tech play basketball. And, you know, Texas Tech, I mean, they will play physical. You know, Drew Timmy, not Drew Timmy, um, Chet Holmgren, his, his size, man, like, he's he has not played against a physical team like Tech off the top of my head. Um, you know, and the team that they did play that was big and physical was Duke, and they lost. Um I, I think correct. Tech did beat Tech did lose to Gonzaga by 14 earlier in the year, but you know we we'll just have to. I mean, I think Tech could easily learn from their mistakes. Tech is a better team than they were months ago. Yeah, um, Tech and Gonzaga they did play. I think in November or December. Yeah, and they did. It's like brand new coach, um, new team. They're just trying to figure out how to play together. Uh, they Texas Texas Tech played a lot better in Big 12 play than they did at the start of the year, and. They guard super hard. So that'll be a tough matchup for them. And then 
a sleeper team that I have coming out of this region, well, not coming out of this region, but making a deep run. I think I think Michigan State is yep. is able to to make a run in this tournament. They definitely are going to need Tyson Walker healthy. I think yeah. he broke his ankle against um, against Purdue, and they only lost Purdue by five, and they didn't have their starting point guard. So, and then I, um, Izzo said during the week, he's like, I mean, it's a good thing we're playing on Friday because if we had a Thursday game, I don't know if. Tyson would be healthy. So if they get Tyson Walker back for Davidson, I think they they roll them and then Duke's not playing good Duke. bar right now. So I I won't be surprised if Michigan State pulls off an upset against Duke. Yeah, I have Michigan State beating Duke. Um that's my seven over two. Um I don't love Davidson. Um Davidson, I mean they've played some good teams. You know, they played the Don, they played Dayton, who you know beat us. Uh they beat Bama, but you know, I don't like Bama that much, but for yeah. Davidson's a good win just because it's a power five. But yeah, my problem with Michigan State is their inconsistency. But you know, I I don't hate Michigan State over over Duke. You know, um, Izzo in March is is yeah, Saban no. in is Saban in January. You know, Saban and Bill Belichick in the playoffs. Like you know, you, that's just the guy you don't want to play. He's taking some terrible Michigan State teams on deep runs and. He, this isn't a terrible Michigan State team, um, so. No, I don't. I don't think Michigan State's seed is is indicative of, of how good they really are. I, I, they have been inconsistent, but between yeah. Tyson Walker and and Gabe Brown and um, Max man, Max Christie and then AJ Hogard, they shoot the three really well. And then Marcus Bingham, he's good enough to hang with Mark Williams if they end up seeing Duke. So yeah. I think Michigan State really is able to make a deep run, and I I hope. Izzo sends Coach K on his way out of here. I love that. I actually have Michigan State in my lead eight. So I, I'm expecting a Michigan State run, a Sparty run. Um, I don't I don't like Duke at all. Um, Duke actually has not – they've put a pretty weaker schedule. You know, they'd have beaten Gonzaga and Kentucky. But overall, I mean, the ACC didn't have the hard hitters we're used to. You know, we're normally used to this gauntlet of a schedule that the ACC provides, and it just really wasn't that this year. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. Um, but I do think uh, Michigan State gives Duke problems. And ultimately, Michigan State, you know, is a little bit more of a veteran team than Duke. And, you know, the the young team of Duke having the burden to make, you know, Coach K come out, you know, as a winner and carry Coach K off the promised land. It's, it's just too much pressure for me for them to make a run. 100%. Yeah, just down the stretch, Duke has been playing great basketball. They ended up getting killed by Carolina in, in Coach mm-hmm. K's final game at Cameron. And then mm-hmm. – uh, they made it to the ACC championship game, but they got killed by Virginia Tech. And, so, and they easily could have lost the Syracuse and Miami. Like though they didn't yeah. walk to the ACC championship game, they they fought and you know should have probably lost to both games. You know, they Syracuse is missing Buddy Behan, and mm-hmm. Syracuse had the lead for a good amount of the game, had the lead in the final few minutes, and they're missing their best player. And Syracuse already is not a good team. I think they were below 500, 16, 17. And the fact that Duke struggled with them and then just got dominated by VTech. I mean, there was never – I mean, throughout the game, you were never really in doubt that Tech was going to win that game. Like, yeah, I just don't see them making a run. I see them in the second-round exit. Yeah, yeah. It, the key really is Tyson Walker getting healthy. If he's healthy, I, I see them beating the Blue Devils. Um, unfortunately, I have Gonzaga coming out of this region. I hate mm-hmm. myself for it because we've seen Gonzaga over and over again. They play – Awful competition, 
all year in the West Coast Conference, which which the West Coast Conference was better yeah. this year. The we West got- Coast Conference mm-hmm. this year was good. Um, yeah. You you have the Don, you have St. Mary's, you have Gonzaga, you had BYU, who was a good team, who was, you know, they didn't make it, but they were a solid team for most of the year. Santa so Clara. you had those teams that were Santa Clara, yeah. Um, St. Bonavich wasn't terrible. Um, yeah, so – so yeah, Gonzaga, they definitely got tested this year more than more than they usually do. Um, I still have them coming out. That may change in the coming yeah. days. I just I just that they're really good. I, I wouldn't be if Michigan State made a final four run, I wouldn't be shocked. We've seen um we've seen Coach K or Coach Izzo do this with underseated Michigan State teams in the past. So if they were to do it again, don't be shocked. Yeah. Texas Tech is also a really good team. I just feel like their offense may disappear a little yeah. too too hard in the tournament, and that could force them out. Um, and then UConn's another team that could be Gonzaga. So this region's tough to pick, um, but I'm just going to roll with the mm-hmm. Zags for now. So I made uh, not St. Bonavich, Santa Clara. I don't know why I said St. Bonavich. But, um, no, I have UConn actually coming out of the West region um, in my bracket. I think UConn-Arkansas is going to be a really good game. I think UConn will come out just because of location, honestly. You know, they're playing in Buffalo, New York. That's a home game, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have them beat in Arkansas. And then, you know, UConn, if UConn can control the pace and slow down Gonzaga, UConn will win that game. You know, you saw how St. Mary's beat them earlier this year with just a slow grinding out game that eventually got to the Zags. If UConn can do that, which they are capable of, you know, I think UConn can win that game. And I don't – if UConn wins that game, I don't see Michigan State beating them. Yeah, 100%. UConn's a great pick. They're a great team. Just hope their offense doesn't disappear like it has yep. over the course of the regular season. But if it doesn't, man, UConn, they can definitely get out of that region. Yeah. All right. Um, moving on. So we'll do, the, we'll do the South region next, and then yeah. we'll do the Midwest last, and we'll just talk about how the Hawks can, can get there. So South region, my first thoughts was this region's loaded. Like Arizona, yeah. Villanova. Tennessee and Illinois, that's probably the best one, two, three, four in a region in this tournament. And all those teams, I think they match up. They, they match up identical to each other because all those teams have size and they have great guard play and they all shoot it well. So this region's tough, and I'm so happy the Hawks aren't in this one. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, I think Zona is – I'm not even going to address the 16th seed. Uh, Zona's going to roll. But – uh. You got Seton Hall and TCU. I, I don't like either of those teams versus Arizona. You know, I think Arizona is just very good. It doesn't matter what kind of bigs you have. It doesn't matter how you play. Arizona is just a tough matchup. Um, but I'm looking at the four seed, Illinois. I'm going to pass by Houston. I think Houston's garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, horrible, yeah. I would not be surprised if UAB beats them. But, you know, you look at Illinois, you have Kofi Coburn just yeah. sitting at that five and he's the best five in college basketball besides Oscar Tshiboy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I have Arizona obviously rolling past the first two teams. I do think Seton Hall could test them a little bit if they get Bryce Aiken back, their point guard. He's been, he's been mm-hmm. hurt. And then Hall's also got Kadari uh, Richmond who's hurt. Um, so they're just not at full strength. I think they could test them if they get Aiken, but Arizona should roll past them, and then yeah. they should have a Sweet 16 day with Illinois, who that's my it's final a bad matchup for Arizona, man. Yeah, that's my final four pick in this region. I think Illinois shoots the three really well, and Arizona does too, but Kirk Kreese 
is in a walking boot still. And I don't know if he's playing pretty sure his ankle is shattered. And so they're missing that he's 12 points a game and he's probably their yeah. best spot up shooter. So without him in a tight game, if you don't have your best shooter, I think that could, that's going to create some problems. Yeah. Now I can see Illinois escaping them and then ultimately heading to the final four. Yeah. And, like I think we said earlier, you know, based off, you know, the Hawks breakdown, we were very happy now with the Illinois. Um, Illinois is a lot better than a four seed. I was shocked. I thought they were going to win the Big Ten tournament. I'm shocked that they didn't. Um, Illinois is not a team I'd want to see in the tournament. You know, you have Kofi Coburn, um, who's just a great player. Um, but – I watched Arizona many times this year, even though they are a West Coast team, might be past some people's bedtimes, but Arizona can play. I do have Arizona winning that game. I think that is a good game. And I'm not even going to say Illinois, Arizona stuff is test when you have a team like Tennessee and Villanova sitting right there. I mean, yeah. those are two very good teams. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just, I like the way that Illinois shoots it. I like mm-hmm. Alfonso Plummer hits tough shots. Trent Frazier hits tough shots. Curbelo is yeah. an elite dimer at the point guard spot so they're tough that's going to be a super fun matchup to watch could go either way and then um most likely going to get a tennessee nova sweet 16 game which is just going to be another unbelievable game i have chalk all the way up to that sweet 16 game i don't think i think the top four are just too good yeah i agree i i mean i've got okay so my my 12 over five that like i can probably guarantee is a lock is is going to be uab over Houston, but most of my region here, uh, chalk, to, yeah. it is chalked to the Sweet 16. Um, I mean, I think I think Michigan beats Colorado State. I think Hunter Dickinson's just too big for Colorado State, and he's too good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, David Roddy is an unbelievable player, but he plays their center at six five. So yeah, Dickinson at seven one is going to give him problems. I think Michigan's going in with that underdog mentality, even though they're favorites in this game as an 11 seed that shouldn't have got in Vegas has them as two and a half point favorites. I think that they beat Colorado state and then they'll probably lose to Tennessee. And then and I have Loyola over Ohio state. That's not, yeah. I don't think that's really an upset. I think most people are going to have that one. Yeah. I, I mean, Loyola might be underseeded. I think it's probably just because they play in the Missouri Valley and it's not a good conference, but yeah. Ohio state's playing terrible basketball right now. I think it's pretty clear that Loyola is going to kill them. And then they could beat Nova, but I don't see Jay Wright going out in the first weekend. So I'm not in the you know, you have the the um, the east and you have the, the west where you know you're looking at those those uh, seven through however low seeds, you know, like man, they could give someone a tough test. I'm not really seeing that in the south. I, I think Zona is really good. I think Illinois has the talent, you know, Brad Underwood's a good coach, so I think they're gonna be ready. Um Tennessee is it's hot. You know, if someone came up and said Tennessee's going to the final four, I think I could see it. Um, Nova and the, you know, we all are familiar with Nova and March. They're not a team you want to face. Um, they just came off a big East tournament win. So those top four seeds are legit. Um, I ultimately have Arizona going to the final four. That's just because I think they've been rolling all year. You know, they, they've played a good, you know, schedule, you know, they had, they did lose the Tennessee earlier in the year at Tennessee um, so that a nice little elite eight rematch, you know, I think Arizona gets them, but like you said, Illinois can very well come out, uh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I definitely hate myself for taking Illinois. Cause I mean, I, I had Illinois winning the tournament last year and mm-hmm. they got bounced in the second round by, by Loyola. So that one hurt. Um, 
but I think that this team is just as good as last year. Um, I know they lost Io, but bringing back Kofi's huge, and he's just a matchup problem for everyone. So I have Illinois Nova Elite Eight. Could easily yep. see Tennessee getting there. I think I'm I'm going back and forth on Tennessee Nova because I think yeah. I don't I don't think Nova's size like I don't I don't know how well they really match up with Tennessee because Tennessee's huge and yeah. that Eric Dixon kid's all right, but he's only six nine and then they go Samuels and Andrew Slater. Those guys just they're okay, but they're not big. So Tennessee could could dominate the paint and they could beat Nova. So I could see Illinois Tennessee. I, I agree. Um, like I said, any of those four, four top four seeds coming out of the South would not surprise me. It's just really good. Um, I personally, I see zero, zero um, sweet 16, or not sweet, zero Cinderella stories in this region. I don't see one. I think the top four seeds are just too legit. Um, you know, I'm looking, you know, we look in the, you know, the, the West and, you know, you kind of see UConn and Michigan State that can make a run and Maybe, maybe even Notre Dame. I like Notre Dame a lot, but, mm-hmm. but you know, they, I'm just not seeing it in the South. You know, that there's just not a team there that I think can do it. You know, Michigan is, is a talented, they're a talented 11 seed, but I have them losing the first game. They're too inconsistent and they're not being Tennessee. Uh, UAB, I honestly see they don't stand a chance with Illinois. Loyola Chicago, you know, they're a good, good mid-major, but Nova is not a joke in March. They're just very good March. So I just – I don't see this thing a Cinderella region. I could be wrong. I could be way off and, you know, I'm going to get put on old takes exposed. But uh, I think the South is pretty safe for shock, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we're both in unison here on that. Um, UAB is probably the freest 12 over 5 in this tournament if you're going to pick one. Houston's just banged up. And I don't think Marcus yeah. Sasser's come back. He's their best player. So I love yeah. UAB in that one. But, and, yeah, Michigan over Colorado State and Loyola. But at, at the Sweet 16, I think, yeah, we both agree it's chalk. And then you just got to hope you pick those games right because both all those teams match up so well with each other. Yeah. And those games are going to be incredible to watch. And with this tournament this year, I don't see any 12 over 5 I really love, like I have in the past. Um. Oh yeah, I, I don't I don't either. I mean I don't I don't I like see all the five teams are solid. Yeah, I mean I'm looking, you know, I'm looking in uh I think I have uh I think I have I think either Wyoming or Indiana probably beat St. Mary's. I think that's a good one. But even St. Mary's isn't a bad team. They can you know, they beat Gonzaga. So there's if you you know, this is one of the years where if you pick four or five seeds, it's probably the safest year to do it. 100%. I think – I definitely think Indiana wins tonight. Um, they've just I been, do, too. They've, played, they've been playing better basketball than Wyoming, and Trace Jackson Davis has just been a demon recently. And I think they knock off St. Mary's. But, so, I mean, I got to pick a couple 12s to beat fives. I don't see it's Richmond. Bet, yeah. I don't see – yeah, I don't see Richmond doing it, and I don't see New Mexico State doing it. So, I'm going UAB and Indiana. But, yeah, this, the South yeah. is going to be most likely chalk in the Sweet 16. 100% agree. Um, you said you have Illinois coming out to the South? I do, yeah. And I, again, I'll, I'll be staring at my bracket for the next two days. Yeah. Making sure that I yeah. hopefully get these right. But yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. It's going to be extremely difficult. Whoever comes out of that yeah. is going to be very be tested for the championship or for the final four. I have um, Arizona coming out of the region. I actually have Arizona winning it all. Um, but I could see any of these teams in the South, you know. 
winning at all. I mean, it's just a very good region. I'm happy we avoided that, you know. And like I said, you know, everyone is coming and saying, you know, the South is is a cakewalk and the West is a cakewalk. I just disagree. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see if how wrong we are. I think I think it's a chalk region for sure. Hundred percent. All right. So moving on to the Midwest, this is definitely the region that everybody listening cares about. Um, like we said earlier, the Hawks got blessed with this region. I think it's probably the softest one overall. And just in terms of who Kansas would see, because I think all the other one seats road to the final four is extremely difficult. Um, mm-hmm. Iowa is a super popular pick coming out of this region. I've seen all most of the experts. I know Jay Billis has KU coming out, but uh, most of the experts on CBS and ESPN are taking the Hawkeyes. I know Andy Katz has the Hawkeyes going to the Final Four. So, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, How do you feel hate... about a game with, with Iowa? So, I don't hate taking Iowa. I think Greenberg has KU coming out, too. I don't hate taking Iowa to come out this region. Keegan Murray is a problem. Um, mm-hmm. Keegan Murray, if it wasn't for a man named Jaden Ivey, would be the best player in the Big Ten. Um, I've... Even then, you know, Kofi Kofi's a problem in the Big Ten as well. Um, but Keegan Murray is a great player. He broke Luca Garza's um, scoring record for most points in the season. And Luca Garza was a national player of the year. You know, you're not really hearing Keegan Murray's name on that line. You know, you're mostly hearing Oscar Deshibwe, um, Oche Abaji, those type of guys. But Keegan Murray can play basketball. Um, in the Big Ten tournament, uh, I also believe he broke the scoring record for most points in the tournament. Um, they have just great shooters around him and <sighs> Iowa's scary. They are, they are a good team. They're definitely underseated. I agree there. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they just won the big 10 tournament and they get a five. I don't understand how that works. I think Tennessee's severely underseated too. They, they win the sec yep. and they get a three. So I don't understand the selection committee's, um, reasoning on these seeds, but, but yeah, I think, Keegan Murray might be playing the best basketball in the country right now as, as mm-hmm. a, just a single player. I think he scored like 24 a game in the big 10 tournament. And I think he made like eight threes against Purdue. Um, I mean, or uh, I think Indiana, I think he made eight threes against Indiana. So the, the kid can just flat out ball. He's extremely scary. And then they've got Jordan Bohannon who's been in college for 25 years. And then, they got the coach's son who's been there since 2013, it feels like. Yeah, the McCaffrey brothers are good. And then Keegan Murray's brother is really good. So Iowa's scary. Yeah. Iowa doesn't defend very well. Um, I mean, I think if KU and Iowa plays, it's probably a race to 85 or 90. Mm-hmm. Hopefully the Hawks defense shows up that night um, and we can hopefully knock them off. But, yeah, Iowa's definitely the scariest team in this region. And I think we and, got blessed with the 2-3-4. Just all and, extremely fraudulent. I watched Jalen Williams play against Bryson Williams on Tech, and I thought Williams held his own. So, or not Williams, Wilson held his own. Um, I, I don't hate Jalen Wilson on Keegan Murray. I, I don't think he can shut him down, but Jalen Wilson can hold his own, in my opinion. I think he's our best bet to stop him. He doesn't really have that Marcus Garrett type of defender this year, which would be very nice, but, you know, Jay, Jay Will has the size. He's an athletic guy. You know, he can move. So, you know, I don't hate it, uh, the matchup, as, as much as I would hate a Kofi Coburn or Oscar Kashiboy matchup in our region. Uh, you also have to remember, you know, this is for, for all of our Hawks fans, you know, trying to be optimistic. Um, 
Keegan Murray dropped 32 on Indiana, and it still took a last-second buzzer beater three to beat, you know, Indiana. And Indiana, you know, is a solid team, but Indiana is playing for their spot in the round of 64 right now. So it's not like he was dropping 32 on a top-five team in the nation and they barely won. So, you know, Iowa is a good team. They're a good five seed, but I'm not ready to crown them region champions. Yeah, I agree. I, I I mean, here's like the thing with guys like that is they're gonna get their twenty twenty five. Yeah, if you can just limit the rest of the Hawkeye team, I think KU beats them because we are definitely more talented mm-hmm. than they are. We're definitely better coached and shit with the way that Remy Martin's been playing recently. That's an X factor that the Hawks have that yeah. I don't know if Iowa does because yeah. Remy is just he's able to go to get his own shot whenever he wants. And we have been screaming for months to play Remy Martin over Dewan Harris. I cannot believe it's taken this long. I know he was hurt. So that kind of makes sense. But early on in the season, it felt like Remy just makes a mistake and then he's benched. And it was, it was Dewan Harris for the last three months. And you saw in the big 12 tournament, we breezed past all three teams that we played. And I think all three teams we played are tournament teams. So, not West Virginia, my bad. Not West Virginia, yeah. Not West but Virginia. we blew them two, out. And, two of them. and the difference is Remy Martin. The spark he provides off the bench and the way that he creates his own shots and initiates the offense. Like, yeah, he turns it over. But every ball-dominant player is going to turn it over. I mean, you watch James Harden play. He'll have a game mm-hmm. with 10 turnovers. He's just so ball-dominant that it's going to happen. So the fact that he gets pulled when he turns the ball over is unbelievable because that is our X factor. And you want to talk about um, so Remy, no one is ever going to debate Dwan Harris being a better scorer than Remy. It's all about, well, Harris can pass and play defense. Harris had more turnovers than Remy in the Big 12 tournament. And defensively, Remy was fine. I mean, I remember that play against Tech where Tech is going down after, you know, it's a tight game and Remy dives on the ground, strips the ball loose, and we get, we just steal possession back. Um, Remy was going flying over these giants in the paint that Tech has grabbing boards, like, Remy was showing what he can be and Remy's baseball tournament run was amazing. And it was, you know, you know what you're going to get from Oche, you know what you're going to get from Christian Brown, you know what you're going to get from Jay Will. So the fact that you're able to get that game from Remy is what makes us around the 32 exit in the championship team. That's yeah, how important. I mean, if you watched Remy at ASU, you would understand how, how damn good this kid is he's a 2000 point scorer in college i mean the kids yep. the kids no joke and it's just frustrating to see dewan harris and dewan harris truthers just constantly defending the guy when like he can't score like i like dewan i like dewan coming Dewan's important the to the team he's a winner yeah. he wants to win he's gonna make those plays good but i mean when good it defender comes- all that, but he doesn't bring what Remy does. And if Remy's we are going, the only guy who can take it to the hoop at will, besides maybe Jay Will, but guard wise, yeah. we don't have a guard who can beat off enough. Ah, crazy. We don't have another guard who can blow by that type of guard that other teams have. You know, I mean, Ochai is a great player, but Ochai is not really going to make a move and drive to the lane. You know, Christian Brown, another great player, but. He's not necessarily blowing past guards. That's what Remy Martin is for. Remy Martin's going to blow by, draw some help, and kick it out to our shooters and make their life so much easier. Yeah, and Remy Martin's got that range to hit a 25-footer, mm-hmm. and he can hit yep. tough step-back shots. He can get in the lane and hit mid-range. I mean, it, like that stuff that Ochai 
can't do. Obviously, Ochai is our best player, and and 100%. he is a matchup problem for everybody. But he doesn't create his own shot, and he doesn't get to the rim. And I mean, he does get to the rim, but it's not like he can just shake you off the dribble and go get a shot at will. Yeah. That's what Remy can do. So yep. I would love to see him play a whole lot more than Dwan Harris. And I'm pretty sure Self came out and he was just talking about how amazing Remy played in Kansas City yep. and how like when Remy is healthy, this is what he can do. So I think we're finally going to get like huge Remy Martin minutes in this tournament. And and that's what's going to take us to the Final Four. Yeah, and um, I do want to address that when it comes to getting looks at three, Dwan Harris had two really good looks in the second half versus Tech, wide open, and he didn't hit them. And it's going to come down to teams are going to give Dwan that look. Um, they're going to clog the paint and give that look because of how much um, scrutiny Dave gets. Dave one-on-one with the guy in the post, he, he's winning that battle. You know, most teams are putting two, three guys on McCormick and letting McCormick mess it up. Um, so when you have a guy like Remy, who you can't really leave wide open, when you have a guy like Jay Will, you know, who has been knocking him down, and a guy like Christian Brown, who has been knocking him down, a guy like Ochai, who's one of the best three-point shooters in the country, it's very important to clear off space and let Dave win his one-on-one battles. And if someone comes and helps, you have those four perimeter guys who are able to knock down the shot. And we've seen Dwan Harris just not be consistent from behind the arc, and that's what is really really important with having Remy. Yeah, I mean we all we all talk our shit about Dave and it, it can be for good reason. Sometimes he makes shooting layups yeah. look incredibly difficult. But Dave is one of the best offensive rebounders in the country. Dave does bully kids down low. Yep. Um I I do like Dave a lot and I think it'd be huge to have a post player where you can kick it into them and then when the defense sucks in you've got shooters on the mm-hmm. wing and Dewan Harris isn't that like he there's times where he's going to be wide open and he just won't shoot it. And it's like, you can't play a KU if you, as a point guard, if you can't shoot, like I know exactly. Devon didn't shoot it that well, but if Devon's open, he's going to make it. We don't have that luxury. And the difference is between Devon and Dewan Harris is Devon could get past his guy at will. Yeah. Um, make tough finishes too. Yeah. And Dewan had, you know, and not Devon or Dewan. Devon had uh, Udoka in the paint and Udoka is one of the best centers KU has had, if not the best in the past 10 years. You can make a case that Embiid is better, but Udoka was just there longer, so that's I'm yeah. going to lean towards him, but no, um, that's the benefit Dewan doesn't have is he's, you know, he's not playing with that lob threat, that just physical, gigantic presence in the middle, you know, so Dave, it's not Dave's game. Dave's a post-up guy. He's a hook shot. He's not going to be a lob threat like Udoka was, and that's okay if we know how to play through it. Yeah, I mean, when when Devon and Doka run the pick and roll, and and you could just throw lobs to him, or Devon would get to the to the rack and make tough finishes. We don't have that with this team, and so if you're gonna leave Dewan wide open, like you've you've got to be able to hit the shot. And he yep. he's hesitant to shoot. He doesn't shoot, and if he shoots, most of the time it ain't going in. So yeah. we need Remy Martin to be on the floor if we want to make a Final Four run. I think we breeze past the first weekend, regardless. 100%. And then if we're gonna be be in a shootout with Iowa. Remy's got to be on the floor late game over Dewan. Yeah, and like we said, um, we've played that San Diego State team three times in Texas Tech. Texas Tech's the number one defensive team in the country, mm-hmm. um, and we beat Texas Tech two or three times. Uh, the first time they got us, second time when the double overtime, and the third time we played our best game of the year, and we looked really good. And 
would we be in by nine or ten, something like that? I think it was nine. Yeah. Um, so it, we played a great game against Tech. So, you know, I'm, 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 I got San Diego State moving on past Creighton, but I think KU has seen that style before, has beaten that style before. I think a lot of people are more worried than they should be. You know, if San Diego State comes out and beats us, I'm not going to be shocked because I don't know what style KU team we're getting. But KU should, will, should win that game, and I think they will. Yeah. Um, I'm going to look down. I'm going to go to Providence. Well, That's a great number four seed KU got. Pro- okay. The thing about Providence is Providence, they're a good basketball team. They shoot the ball really well. Um, Jared Bynum's a great shooter. Horkler's a great shooter. Um, Al Durham's a really good guard. And then Nate Watson is, uh, he's a load to handle down low. So I do like this Providence team. I think a ton of people are a little too high on South Dakota state. Like I haven't, I haven't seen them play very much, but everyone has South Dakota state winning this game. I'm going to go Providence. I think, I just think that they're just way better than South Dakota state. I know South Dakota state shoots the three well, but one off night from South Dakota State and their toast because they defend horribly. And I think Providence, I just think that they're, yeah, them being way more battle tested, they'll move past South Dakota State in a game that everyone's going to take the Jackrabbits. So I am included on taking the Jackrabbits. Um, Providence plays teams very close. No matter how much oh, there's, Providence is going to make the game close. You cannot do that in the NCAA tournament. You have to put your foot on the gas, and you have to crush teams, and you have to crush. If Providence comes out and gets a 15-point lead, South Dakota State, within a few possessions, can get that back down to four or five. You know, um, yeah, they are a great shooting team. They didn't lose a single game in the Summit League. Uh, I don't like Providence. Um, Providence got just destroyed against Creighton. I think they Creighton went on a 31-2 to run against them. Uh, Providence isn't playing good basketball. Um, I do like South Dakota State. I think they are they are better than the 13 seed. I would honestly put them as a 12 seed, maybe even an 11 seed. I think it's criminal that a team like UAB um, has a higher seed than South Dakota State. Um, honestly, even Richmond shouldn't have a higher seed than South Dakota State. So I do like South Dakota State in that matchup solely because Providence can't put teams away. Providence just got destroyed by Creighton in their in the Big East tournament. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't no, know. I really like the stay in that game. There's a lot of saltiness, I think, towards Providence because just from a betting standpoint, I know Providence they they win a lot of games, but they don't cover a lot of spreads. They'll have a lot mm-hmm. of of big leads late, and then they'll end up blowing it. So, a lot of people in the country don't like the Friars. Um, I'm just going to be in the minority in this one to take Providence because just too many people are hammering the Jackrabbits. Um, but in the end, I don't think it really matters. I think Iowa is going to get past whoever. Yeah, Iowa's going to get past Richmond and the winner of this Providence game, and we'll most likely be seeing them in the Sweet 16. Um, but moving down, dude, Auburn as our two was like the dream. I think at least in oh, our we, we have been talking about wanting Auburn as our two for the last month or so because I mean we've seen them. We've seen them struggle with Missouri. We've seen them struggle with Georgia. We saw them get blown out by AM in the tournament in the SEC tournament. Mm-hmm. So having Auburn um, is kind of kind of a, a miracle because they've been playing an awful style of basketball recently. So I'm gonna come back up. This just one last thought on Providence, South Dakota State. I do think South Dakota State has the better chance of beating Iowa just because of their style. Still think Iowa cruises past them, but you know, South Dakota State's 
lights out from three. Well, that, that they could be beat um, Iowa. Great. Yes. But Auburn-Jacksonville State. So many people know that Jacksonville State did not win their conference tournament. Uh, Jacksonville State really shouldn't be in this tournament. But do not look past if this 15 over two. I want to pick this 15 over two so, so bad. I think if there's any year, man, any year that you hammer a 15 over two, this is the one. Jacksonville State is the fifth best three-point shooting team in the country. Auburn is one of the worst defending teams out of all the Power Five teams. Auburn beat Missouri, who our Jayhawks beat by 2,000 points by was it one point or two points? Yeah, they beat them 55-54. It was a and then. And then they they lost or they beat Georgia by two points. So Georgia, in my opinion, is the worst power five team in the country. Um, you can make a case for Oregon State, but I think a healthy Oregon State cruises past Georgia. Georgia is god awful. Yeah. Auburn beats them by two points. Auburn um, lost to AM in the SEC tournament, which I'm not gonna hold as much of a um, you know, not necessarily hold that over their head too much because a lot of teams lost the AM. AM got hot at the right time, and they they might yes. deserve to be in this tournament. So I won't hold that against so, them either. But but I, but they did go into Florida get, and they lost in a game that they should have won. Florida tried Florida tried to give that game away. Jacksonville State, I can't one hundred percent say they'll win, but that is going to be a game. Do not look over Jacksonville State. Jacksonville yeah, State yeah. No, very I mean, easily could be Auburn. If you – I mean, if we look at past 15s <clears throat> that have done it before, like, you wouldn't have felt that confident Oral Roberts beating Ohio State. Or and Norfolk State felt that Missouri. good about picking, about picking Florida Gulf Coast to go on their 15-seed mm-hmm. run. But, like, if I were to feel, like, better about picking a 15 ever in my bracket, it would be Jacksonville State over Auburn. And, unfortunately for Auburn – I think that they lose to this Miami team in, in the second round. I, I, I've got Miami in the Elite Eight. Um, I, just I think, do as well. I just – dude, Miami is a Cinderella, man. They, I think they can go on a run here. I think uh, the trio of Charlie Moore and Isaiah Wong and Cam Augusti can make some noise in this tournament. Um, and they just – like those guards are playing better basketball than Auburn's guards are. I think Katie Johnson and Wendell Green are probably my two least favorite players in the country. They're both horrible. They both super chuck, and they both think that they're better than Jabari, and they're just not, mm-hmm. and I think that's going to kill Auburn. So I like the Canes to make a run and definitely see Auburn go home in the first weekend. And I'm looking at this side. I mean, like I said, I want to pick Jacksonville State so bad. I think the, the spread is 15.5. It's not going to be that. It's going to be close. It's going to be – Auburn's going to be getting fouled and having to shoot free throws put the game away. I ultimately – I can never solely pick a 15 over two. I think Auburn obviously has more talent, so I think talent will win. But it's going to be a five, six-point game for most of the game. Jacksonville State's going to hang in there. Um, I do want to pick them very badly. But there's a good chance, in my opinion, that, you know, you get a – in this bottom half, you get an 11-seed winning, a 14-seed Colgate winning, a 10-seed Miami winning, and a 15-seed Jacksonville State winning. I think Miami wins this game. Um, I don't think it's going to be close. I think Miami handles USC. Um Miami will beat Auburn. I don't I have I that was not a tough take for me. I don't even think it's a hot take. I think it's just what what it's gonna be. Auburn's not good. Um you know, you're looking at Wisconsin Colgate, 
I don't know, man. I I think Wisconsin wins, but that's another game that is mm. – it could be a close game. Yeah, I mean, earlier in the show we talked about how the East can have a lot of lower-seeded teams making a run. I think that's the same case here in the Midwest because our two, three, and four just simply aren't very good. Um, mm-hmm. I think – I mean, when you're looking at, at Miami again, Cam Augusti is going to be guarding Jabari Smith if Auburn doesn't lose the first game. And if Miami gets past USC, which I think they will because USC is awful. But Jabari is going to get his 20, his 25, whatever. I think Isaiah Wong and Mugusty and Charlie Moore are just simply going to make more shots than Auburn's guards because Wendell Green and Keith Johnson are awful. They chuck. They just aren't efficient. So I can, I'm can i picking Auburn to go home early. And then Colgate, they're a damn good team. They're in the tournament. He would be Arkansas every, last year. year. They can be Wisconsin, dude. I mean, yeah. I just outside of Johnny Davis, I don't like the Badgers team at all. I think mm-hmm. Davison's all right, but Tyler Wall is pretty good. He's I mean, he's okay. Crowell's terrible. I, I can definitely see um, Colgate upsetting them and and getting like a Miami, yeah. LSU maybe Sweet Sixteen. I have Miami, Wisconsin. I'm not going to pick them to lose, but I would not be surprised if the Badgers go home early too. I also have Miami, Wisconsin. Um, so LSU, the only concern I have is they just fired their head coach. But um, I don't like Iowa State at all. Um, I think LSU beats them. And then Wisconsin, LSU, Wisconsin should win that game. But like I said, I think Wisconsin is going to get tested by Colgate. I love how you said if Auburn plays Miami. And you're not talking about because if Miami gets out, you're talking about because if Auburn gets out. That is how big this Jacksonville State game is going to be. Please, please do not sleep on that. It's going to be a great game. Um, I so badly want to pick Jacksonville State, but I can't. I'm just not feeling that risky. I might before Thursday have that game switched. And then I'm looking to the round of 32. I don't like LSU at all. I think LSU is also overseeded. I don't think they're a six seed. Um, but they're playing so a I'm gonna, really, really bad Iowa State team. They are. They really, are really, really um, bad Iowa State team. Uh, and Iowa and State why just I, scored what forty in the Big Twelve tournament game against Tech. Mm-hmm. They got hammered. Yep. Yeah, um, that's why I think Wisconsin is in the Sweet Sixteen, just because they're not going to be te- tested by LSU or Iowa State. It's Colgate, and if Colgate wins that game, Colgate could we could very well be seeing a fourteen seed in our Sweet Sixteen. And like I was talking about the Jackrabbits earlier. That's the best team to be Iowa. I don't think they do. I think Iowa cruises to the Sweet 16. But, no, yeah, there yeah. could easily be a 14 seed in our region. I think there's going to be a 10 seed in the Sweet 16 in our region. So, that's just it's, – it's a beautiful region KU got. You're going to get those higher seeds to knock off those teams. And those teams, it's not because we have dangerous lower seeds. It's because our two, three, fours just aren't good. You know, we talked about the East region could have those higher seeds making those Cinderella runs. And it's not because their seeds are bad. It's because they're just really good mid-majors in that um, side of the bracket. Our higher seeds just are not good. Yeah, no, I agree. And and you touched on it earlier about how KU is most likely – I think we're getting San Diego State in the second round, and we've yeah. had to play that style of basketball three times already against Texas Tech. And in those three games, what have we scored? We probably average – because that, I mean, that triple overtime is going to bump up the average, but we just scored 75 on them again in regulation. So we probably mm-hmm. are averaging 75, 80 points this year against yep. a team like Texas Tech, and they're honestly better defensively than San Diego State. And in those games, pretty sure Ochai is probably averaging close Ochai to put 30. 37 up on Tech. Yeah, he's averaging close close to 
probably 28, 30 points against a team like Texas Tech. So he can do it against San Diego State. Um, Matt Bradley's going to score. He's he's a great player, but I think we cruise past them. And then the Sweet 16 day with Iowa most likely determines who's going to the Final Four out of this region. And I have KU winning that game. Um, honestly, it might be just a homer pick, but I do think KU is better than Iowa. It's um, a homer pick, definitely. But I, I've got but, got them too. I've got KU winning it all, unfortunately. I hate myself for it. I hate myself yeah. for every bracket I ever make because they usually just blow up in my face. But I'm picking the Hawks. I'm honestly not that worried about it. I tweeted it out as soon as we got the region. I was like, this is a dream region for the Hawks. If there's yeah. any year for us to get back to a Final Four and win a national championship, it is this year. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is you're not going to get – like, you're going to get a good team in, the, in your region. So, yes, we get Iowa. And, you know, people are like, well, we got Iowa. Why are they a five seed? Look, you're, it's either get Iowa or get Kentucky. And if yeah. you ask anyone else in, in the world who KU would rather have, it's Iowa. Um, Iowa, you know – you're not, you're not going to see Iowa defend, which is, in my opinion, a good thing for KU um, because I think a good, hot KU team can outscore any team in the country. Um, mm-hmm. Keegan Murray is going to get his. You just have to limit the others. I mean, Keegan Murray is an NBA player. So whoever passed on Keegan Murray NBA-wise, that change, get off cop a little bit. But Keegan Murray should be a top 10 pick in the NBA draft. So we'll see how high he goes. But he's going to get his. Um, I don't hate Jay Will on him. I think Jay Will can slow him down a little bit. I don't think they have anyone who can slow down Oach. I don't think they have anyone who can slow down David McCormick. I think David McCormick has a good game. I think Christian Brown has a good game. Jeremy Martin has a good game. You know, I'm talking myself into loving this matchup, actually. Um, just just looking at the raw paper, raw numbers on paper, I think KU should win this game. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the thing about Iowa is they live and die by that three-pointer. Mm-hmm. And we know – that in the tournament, one off night, that completely kills you. So yep. I know KU, they do shoot a lot of threes, but we do have the ability to to get inside. And, yep. and we've got a capable big, and I think we guard better than Iowa. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, to, to the people complaining about getting Iowa as a five, could be way worse. We could be the one in the east, and you get Carolina as the eight, Virginia Tech, who's scorching hot, Purdue, Kentucky, like that's miserable. Gonzaga's road is miserable. Yep. And then Arizona, who – I mean that's that might be the gauntlet. That's just yeah, it's just four powerhouses right now. So KU definitely got blessed. I'm taking them to the Final Four. Yep, Um, as well. Um, And then I have Miami rolling past Wisconsin. Yeah, I I love the Canes in that one. Just better guard play for me. I think Wong and Magusti are just two elite level guards that make incredibly tough shots and in a close game. I like those. It's going to be tough with Johnny Davis because he's going to make tough shots too. But I think the Canes get hot here. I've liked them all year. So Kansas, Miami, Elite Eight, Hawks roll to the Final Four. Yeah, if we get past Iowa, man, then Miami shouldn't be that big of a deal. I say that, you know, it'll happen. But if I think we get past Iowa. I think it's a high-scoring game. Like you said earlier, 85 is probably the target number. I think I think we win the game, 87, 80. And then Miami, I think we win by 15. And then that's where we have the Final Four. In New Orleans, KU's back thoughts i i've got them playing illinois um it's gross man i don't i don't i've said it all year i'm not picking ku to win this thing but i 
just the way that they played in Kansas City, mm-hmm. it's a homer pick, but they convinced me that they can go win a national yep. championship, and it's because of Remy Martin. And we said it yep. all season. We've got a point guard yep. in Remy who can who can win you close games in a tournament. Um, I know that he doesn't have that much tournament experience, and that's partially because Hurley's an awful coach in Arizona State. Had all the talent in the world, but they were never coached well. So that's that plays into him not being in the tournament very much, but it doesn't matter. The kid is a super senior, and he's going to make tough shots. And the fact that he's yep. playing now, I think that elevates this team so much, and that's going to get us to a Final Four. Will we win it? I don't know, man. It's going to be tough when we see a team that's big like Illinois or whoever comes out of that South region. But Yeah, um, I think you, you nailed it. Uh, I had to tell you, after the TCU game, I said, we're losing the round of 32. Mm-hmm. And then I saw Remy Martin. And then I was like, there's no way I can pick against them. You know, you don't want to see KU right now, in my opinion. You know, we're talking about Tennessee getting hot at the right time. We're talking about Virginia Tech getting hot at the right time. You know who else is hot at the right time? The Kansas Jayhawks. We have Remy Martin playing good. Mitch Lightfoot is playing the best basketball I've seen in six years of him. Dave McCormick played great in the Big 12 tournament. Oche Abazi is him. Christian Brown, another guy. Jalen Wilson is just stroking it behind the uh, three-point line. This is not a team you want to face right now. Guys, we're talking about these teams we're scared of. Teams should be scared of us right now. We have these guys who are getting hot when we need them to get hot. And Remy Martin, when he is at his peak, when he can play ball, is one of the hardest players in the country to guard. And he was the Big 12 – he was the preseason Big 12 player of the year for a reason. Talks in the Final Four. Um, I ultimately have them losing Arizona. I think Arizona is just really good. Um, Arizona is my national championship pick, but – Making the Final Four with this team is is a damn good season. Hundred um, percent. I mean, I I think like when you when you're doing these bracket groups, I think the majority of people are going to have U of A winning it all. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to be different in that regard. Um, I I don't feel confident about the Hawks winning it all. I do feel good about them getting to a Final Four. Yep. Um, and I think even if we see a team like Illinois with Kofi or Arizona with Christian Coloco, like Dave is the one of the best offensive rebounders in the country. We've we've touched on that earlier. And I think, back it up. I think he can – I mean, he can hang with those guys. Like, they're bigger, but Dave grabs rebounds, and Jalen Wilson grabs rebounds, and Christian Brown grabs a shit ton of rebounds. Christian so, Brown is the best rebounding guard in the country. I do not care what anyone else is saying. Yeah. So, I mean, this team rebounds well, and then the emergence of Remy Martin, I think this team can cut down the nets. Um, so, I'm taking them. And then on the other side, Gonzaga, Virginia Tech, I just think – I love that Cinderella Virginia Tech team. Um, I think that they make a Final Four run. KU Gonzaga Natty also hate it because Gonzaga chokes every year. But rock chalk, rock chalk baby. Yeah, no, I'm really still got UConn Kentucky. I think you uh, Kentucky wins that matchup. Um, everything I said why UConn can beat Gonzaga. Uh, I think I feel the opposite about Kentucky. I think the Sheboy is the best player in this tournament. Um, uh, a healthy Kentucky team is the best, one of the best teams in the nation for me. And then I go over to my Kentucky-Arizona matchup. I love Arizona. I've said it for a while. Um, I think that they are could do a great job guarding the Sheboy in the paint. Um, and they can't those shots, then I just find it very tough to see them losing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree, man. It, it's it's going to be a fun tournament. I certainly can't wait for Thursday morning. Um, mm-hmm. Got, got that day off work. Better just watch ball all day, man. <laughs> Watching ball, drinking brews all day, and hopefully 
hopefully, man, we see we see a Hawks Final Four run. We got blessed with this region. Um, the other three regions are gauntlets. And hopefully, for all you guys listening, we gave you some good info about, about this tournament, about some teams that you may not have watched during the course of the regular season. Um, Dylan and I, this is pretty much all we do is watch college basketball. So yeah. hopefully you guys get some good info and help filling out your brackets. And hopefully the Hawks can – come through for Jayhawk Nation, and we'll see him in New Orleans. All right, and next week we should have Joey on. He gives good insight as well, but it was a pleasure talking to you today, Matt. Um, can't wait to watch the tournament. Yep, rock shock, baby. All right, see good. you guys later.